0: Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Over the last few weeks at Hepburn Heights, we've been um, doing a series called Above All Else and it's been springboarding from Proverbs 4, 23, which says, Above all else, guard or protect your heart. Now your heart is that part of you which controls your thought life, your mind, your will, your actions, your emotions. For everything you do flows from it. Everything we do flows from our heart. Or as the um, NLT says, it determines the, cause, the course of your life. That is important, isn't it? If everything we do flows from our heart, then it's important that we do what the Word says, and that is guard this thing, isn't it? Guard our heart. And it's not just this heart that pumps blood through our body, but as I said, the heart, the part of us that is made up of our thinking and our actions and our will and our emotions, that is the large part of who we are, isn't it? And it's so important that we guard that. If you haven't listened to any of the messages, it would be a great thing if you've got some spare time to go on and listen to some of those podcasts. Because I believe it's a now word for our church that we are guarding our hearts and making sure that we, we allow God to cleanse us, to get out the junk that inhibits. And so that we are ministering, we're operating, we're living life with clean and pure hearts. See, we are also being called into a season of seeking the Lord. So I love the fact that you've got these prayer meetings going, and of course, we've, we've all got different types of prayer happening at different stages. And we're being called into the season of prayer, but one of the reasons that we are is because the verse from Hosea that talks about that we are to break up our fallow ground or unplowed ground of our hearts, that which has become hardened, that which has become tough, that which has become insensitive, or that which has had an assail on it from the enemy, we are to we are to have that ground broken up so there is a soft soil. So I'm praying today that there is a soft soil in our hearts that the word of God will be able to fall into, take root, and grow some good seeds out of it. We are moving into a new season in God as a group of churches, and I really believe that it's that our choice whether we're going to go with this and together in unity, we're going to move into all that God has purposed for us. I believe it's going to be exciting. Okay. So can you smile at me this morning and go, yep, I'm with you. Even if I don't quite understand, don't quite get what she's saying, but hey, if everyone else is in it, I'm in it as well. So today we're gonna be all in and we're gonna look at how we're gonna guard our hearts against fear, how we can step over and through it, but with our faith and our eyes on Jesus Christ. He's the one that's come to set us free from anything that is gonna limit and contain or overwhelm us in life. Did you hear the story about little Johnny? Little five-year-old Johnny, who was in the kitchen helping his mother make dinner. And she asked him to go down into the basement pantry and bring her up a can of soup. Well, Johnny didn't want to go because he didn't want to go in there alone. He said, it's really dark and I'm scared. And his mother said, it's okay, Johnny. I've said this too. Jesus will be there with you. To people that are, um, that are scared, Jesus will be in there with you. So Johnny walked hesitantly up to the door and he slowly opened it and peeked inside. But it was too dark for him to go in and he started to leave. Cut couldn't handle it when all at once an idea came. And he stood at the door and called out, Jesus. If you're in there, would you hand me that can of soup? (laughs) And that's what we all do sometimes, don't we? We're a bit scared of the unknown and that which we can't see. There are times when fear overwhelms and overrides our confidence. Times when we want to be obedient and do what we've been asked, but the reality is that sometimes we stand at the doorway doubting that we can do what we've been asked. Doubting if Jesus really is in there with us and fear can overwhelm and we don't actually progress any further to get that can of soup. You know not all fear is bad and this morning i want to just look at one type of fear which has the ability to limit our effectiveness as an individual and follower of christ how we can guard our hearts against this fear now a couple of sundays ago i was speaking at Hepburn heights and i talked about how i've got fomo fear of missing out and so I like to be at any, everything, in everything, know what's going on. That's this. Well, this is a different FOMO. This is a fear of, of um, now hang on, fear of man's opinions. Fear of man's opinions. The fear of man, fear of what other people think of us. This fear is, as the song says, a liar. And while there can be multiple reasons that we have this fear in our lives, ultimately the source comes from the father of lies, our enemy, the devil, who wants that fear to trap, contain, and limit us in our effectiveness. Proverbs 29:25 says, fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back. This is from the Passion Translation. But when you place your confidence in the Lord, you will be seated in the high place. Or as the NIV puts it, you will be kept safe. Fear and intimidation is a trap that holds us back. And how true is that? It is something we all face. There's not one one of us here today that is immune to this FOMO, this fear of man's opinions. See, whether we're introverts or extroverts, whether we're a warflower or the life of the party, like Pastor Nicole, or anywhere in between, the fear of man has his hooks in all of us and fear and rears it, its head at every opportunity. It shows up in so many different ways and some of these I want to look at today are our need for approval or fear of disapproval, our need for acceptance, how we respond to peer pressure, our need for honour and recognition through fear of criticism or humiliation. And of course, this can cause us to second guess our decisions, be timid and afraid instead of bold, be silent instead of speaking up, be disobedient to God, have poor self-confidence, judge our self-worth by other people, settle into a comfort zone, not be true to ourselves, be indecisive, or as the Bible says, double-minded, and have a shaky faith. Do you recognise yourself in any of those? I sure do. I can put my hand up to some of those descriptions. And you know, even in preparing this message, it was so funny how I, was, I, I, I wrote it, I changed it, I wrote it, I changed it, I wrote it, I changed it. And then I read back through the list, and it went, be indecisive or double-minded. Second guess your decisions. And I'm like, I need to practise what I'm preaching. And so I I sat there and prayed and thought, okay, Lord, you have given me this title. You've given me this message. Now, I just want this to flow now without me second guessing, without me changing, without me rearranging. Now, I'm just going to preach it as it is. And that, that is the thing. We all suffer with this intimidation that comes. I, I believe that the spirit of, uh, of intimidation works through fear of man. So the fear of man's opinions comes from that spirit of intimidation who would want to keep us contained, quiet, silent, to back off what God is asking us to do and to operate out of insecurity. Today, I don't want to focus on all the negatives, though. This is not my point. I want to look at the life of someone to see how he overcame and stepped over fear and intimidation to fulfil God's plan and mission for his life. King David was said to be a man after God's own heart. In other words, his heart was aligned to God's. And I believe this was his key to stepping over the fear of what other people thought of him. The fear of other people's opinions. David said in Psalm 56 a couple of times, he said that his faith and trust was in God and he was not going to fear what mere mortals could do to him. So that's, I thought that's actually a good way to think of it. You mere mortal. <laughs> I'm not going to be intimidated by what is happening here. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to allow you to dictate my response. See, I believe we fear less what people think of us when we care more about what God thinks. I'm going to say that again. I believe we fear less what people think of us when we care more about what God thinks. And that was David. That was his heart. His heart was aligned to God. And he had plenty of opportunities to give in to the fear of man. But of course, my favorite story since a little kid, obviously, is the story of David and Goliath. You know, his job description was really insignificant. He was a shepherd boy, not a big titled person of influence, but a shepherd boy. And he was asked to do a seemingly insignificant task, take food to your brothers on the battlefield. So off he went to take food to his brothers. And when he got there, of course, as you know the story, he got there and found out that the Israelite army was facing off against the Philistine army. But they had a major... um, uh, Oh, gosh, I can't think of the word now. It's gone out of my head. But anyway, they had a very big guy. That was their main trump card. That's what I was trying to think of. And they had they had a man by the name of Goliath who was facing off, just a small man around nine and a half feet tall, who was facing off against the Israelites. And he was facing off and he was defying them to choose a man to come and fight him. And obviously, if you got given the option of fighting a nine and a half foot tall tall giant, you might be one who would say, ah, I think I'll pass on that one and give that. That's intimidation. That's very intimidating. That's intimidation at its max when you're asked to fight a foe that is that size. But David. The whole army was petrified, but David. Why do you think that was? Why do you think a a seemingly insignificant shepherd boy would say, I'll fight him. That is an incredible stance to take against a formidable foe. And again, can I say to each one of you that each one of you have a place, a position, are called by God to fulfil something specific. It might seem to you like a nine and a half foot tall giant or it might just seem like an ordinary person in the army around your own size. Whatever the size of your giant, that doesn't determine the victory. It's the size of your God that determines the victory. And that's how David put, that's why David put up his hand. He disregarded the fear that the Israelites had He disregarded the intimidation and the angry taunts and criticism from his brothers. As they said to him, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are, you prideful, conceited little thing? And they jeered jeered him and taunted him, but he never gave in to that fear. He could have agreed with them and gone, oh yeah, okay, that's right. I am only the little brother who minds the sheep. What am I thinking? I'm going to end up looking like an idiot. And probably a dead idiot at that. So I think I'll just go back to minding the sheep and my own business. He could have made that decision. He could have thought it was all too big and too hard. But no, instead of David being intimidated and influenced by those around and by what was being said to him, something rose up on the inside of David and instead he spoke out and he said these words, how dare this man defy the armies of the living God? You see, the key here was that God's reputation and honour was more important to David than other people's approval. He didn't need their approval or their encouragement. He was looking for it from his God. He had learned over many years of minding sheep to be a God-pleaser rather than a pleaser of man. He refused to give in to the intimidation and he remained true to himself. He didn't try to please others to fit in with what they wanted. He refused to wear Saul's armor because it didn't feel right, didn't feel comfortable, wasn't what he was used to. He took the weapons that he was familiar with and, fueled by confidence and trust in his God, he ran towards Goliath declaring these words in 1 Samuel 17 he says you come against me with sword and spear and javelin but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied this day the Lord will hand you over to me that's confidence and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air air, and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. The whole world will know there is a God in Israel. Again, God's reputation and honour was more important than his own. So all those gathered will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Now that is a statement. That is a bold, courageous statement. And we all know how it ended. One dead giant with his head cut off on the ground, and a victory for the armies of the Lord God. And it was all because of one guy who decided he was not going to be intimidated and stand in fear against an enemy who was bigger than himself. See, the key was David knew his God. He had proved that his delivering power and he had built up his trust and a confidence in a God who he said had rescued him from the paws of the lion and the bear while he was minding the sheep so that he knew that God would rescue him from the clutches of Goliath as well and deliver him into David's hands. Because we remember that when Christ is great in our lives, fear is not. He saw Christ, he saw his God as greater, as bigger, as higher than anything else. Isaiah 46 verse 5, one of my favourite verses says, So to whom will you compare me, the incomparable? Can you picture me without reducing me? Can you picture God this morning without reducing him? God, sorry, David saw God as bigger than Goliath. He saw God as greater than. How big is our God this morning? Is he greater? Is he bigger than any of our fears? In the C.S. Lewis book, Prince Caspian, Lucy sees Aslan the Lion, who is the type of Christ in the novel, for the first time in many years. He's changed so much since their last encounter that his size surprises her and she says, Aslan, you're much bigger. And he answered, no, that is because you are older, little one. Not because you are, she asked. Aslan replied, No, I am not. But every year you grow, you will find me bigger. Oh, I love that analogy. The more we grow to know Jesus and build our relationship with Him, the more of our hearts and our lives that we allow Him to cleanse and control, the bigger he becomes in our eyes, and the smaller our fears. This morning, I want us to look at running, how we are going to run towards our giant. Or Vicki Simpson actually posted a, a post last week um, and called it our intimidator, quite like that word as well how we can confront those fears of what others think of us and that snare or trap that we end up in, and with God's help, cut off its head and put it to death. You know, fear will always rise its head. We can't put fear to death once and for all. While we're living in this earth, in these earthly bodies, we're gonna face fear, sometimes on a daily basis, sometimes more than once a day. But each time that fear raises its ugly head, what is gonna be our stance? Are we going to see our God as greater? Are we going to see our God as bigger? Are we going to have the position that David had, that we, are going to, that we are serving a God that we've come to know and trust and have confidence in, that nothing, nothing that comes against us is bigger or greater than him. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says in the Amplified Version, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, and of salvation. How good is that? Do not fear anything, for I am with you, says the Lord your God. I am with you, each and every one of you. Can we say that together this morning? He is with me. He is with me. The God of Israel is with you, each one of you. The God above all other gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the magnificent one we were worshipping this morning is with each one of us. And he doesn't want that fear of man's opinion to govern our lives, to hold us back, to keep us contained and limited, to keep us trapped. And each time that fear would raise its ugly head, each time that spirit of intimidation would say to us, you're too young, you're too old. He said that to me many times you're too old, leave it to the young ones. When he says that, what do we say back? I've still got a mission for God. When he says you're too inexperienced, what do you say? As I spend time with my Lord, I'm growing to know him more. I'm getting to depend on him more. I'm going to run my race till the end of my days, knowing my God. David was not an old man. He was a young man, a shepherd boy, a seemingly insignificant boy. But this morning, can we look to the God who is above every other God? Can we say that we are not going to be intimidated by any um, enemy that would come against us with his lies? Can we bow our heads this morning, close our eyes? And I just want you to take a moment, and I want you to allow Holy Spirit to speak to your life. Maybe you have a specific fear at the moment that is, that is governing your life, that is, is keeping you trapped, that is holding you back. You can't see your way through it or around it, but I want you to listen to what the the Lord would say this morning to us. He says, what's in your hand? He says, every time that spirit of intimidation or that giant of fear of man raises its voice and puts fear in your heart, what is in your hand? Just like David, he has given you keys and tools David had five stones, what do they represent? Faith and trust in his God, a confidence in who God has created and made you to be. He's made you to be victorious, a person who declares victory, a person who says to the enemy, how dare you try and trip me up and trap me? I am a daughter, I am a son, of the living God, and I will take action. I will run towards, I will expose that as a lie, and I will swing my sling. I will cut your head off. I will put you to death in my life, and I will not allow you to dictate my actions. Because the Lord says to us today, be strong and courageous. Don't fear. Don't be in dread. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. He says, I will keep you in perfect peace if you will but trust in me and if you will fix your thoughts and your mind on me. Spirit of God, as we sit here before you, you know every person in this room. You know where they're at. You know exactly what's going on in the hearts and minds. You know the thoughts, you know the fear that assails. God today We want our picture of you to be greater than any picture of our enemy, of those fears, of those thoughts that we would grapple with. Help us to continue to develop a picture that each year we grow, we find you bigger in our eyes, that each year that we get to know you more, that we see your might and your power, we see your victory in our lives. We develop our faith and our confidence in a God who is totally faithful, who is always with us, who never leaves us. Father, I thank you That you are the Prince of Peace, and that you are able to replace that fear with your peace. If you are struggling today with fear, fear of what other people think of you, if that fear you feel is limiting you, if there there is an intimidating thoughts that go on in your head that you can't seem to be free of, I'd just like you to stand where you are. Just stand and hold out your hands and I'm going to pray a corporate prayer today over your life and we're going to come against that spirit of fear and break it off in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we stand here in your presence and we thank you that you is not by might it is not by power but it is by your spirit that we advance that we take territory that we overcome the power of the enemy and so today oh god we take captive every thought that would that would be contrary to what you are saying us to us to do to move out in to obey your voice to step in to, as it were, a dark place, to move out of our comfort zone. But Father, as we stand here today, we say we thank You that You are on our side and we break the power of that lie in the Name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We break the power of that lie that would say to us, You are lesser than. And we speak the truth of God's Word into hearts and lives here today that there would come freedom from the fear of what other people think and that Lord we would be a people who would be bold and courageous, that would move into all that you have purposed for us as individuals and corporately for this church. Father today we stand in your presence and we commit again to be people of courage, to be people who will stand and declare against the enemy you have no right to defy the children of God because we come against you in the name of the Lord God of hosts and we will see you defeated we will see you brought down we will see victory come and so today we stand in the victory of the cross we stand in the power of the resurrected Lord and we say thank you Almighty God that you are in control And Lord, we will be careful to give you all the praise, all the glory in Jesus' wonderful name, because we are victorious in and through your name. You are the greater one. You are the mighty one. Let's stand together this morning. Can we stand together right now and just praise him? Thank him that he broke the power of fear, that you stand as a risen as he as he has risen and victorious over the power of the enemy so too are you so this morning god as we stand here strong as we stand here in unity we declare we declare that this church shall advance that this church shall take territory that no intimidation from the enemy no trap that he would set to cause people to bow down to the fear of man's opinions would have sway and take hold. But we will advance into all that you have for us as a church. God, teach us to guard our hearts, guard our minds against any fear of man's opinions, to take hold of that cut its head off and move into all that you have purposed. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your incredible love for each one. Now we thank you for your peace to rule and reign in every heart. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you and bless you.